You are listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis, the one and only podcast that discusses modern plastic surgery and leaves you looking great and feeling better. Welcome, everyone, to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, board-certified plastic surgeon. So many of you probably think that your understanding of hair transplants and hair transplantation may be from seeing some people years ago that had really bad hair plugs. You may be thinking to yourself when you hear the term hair transplant, it may conjure up bad uh, hair systems or wigs or toupees. Well, I want to let you know that doing hair transplants nowadays can be an extremely efficient and elegant procedure. And I'm about to explain to you why I believe that that is so. And, and the reason why it's so important for all of you that are listening to really hear this is that it's incorporating so many of the tenants that we use in other procedures in plastic surgery. You know, plastic surgery is such an incredible specialty because it really does call on so many different ways of treating the body and the skin and the muscle and learning surgical techniques that take many, many years to really refine because that's why you have to go through learning general surgery and you have to do all the different topics that are in general surgery, from doing abdominal type surgery to doing uh, vascular surgery, even neurosurgery or cardiothoracic surgery. Things like that really teach you how to be gentle and delicate and uh, be very efficient with what you're trying to do. And when I think many of you think about hair transplants, because when I see you coming into the office to discuss this, for some reason, it doesn't dawn on most of you that they are really mini transplants. It's just like kind of going for a kidney transplant in a sense, is that we're actually taking hair from one part of the body or one part of your scalp and literally trans planting it in another part of your scalp and asking that hair follicle to start growing there. And to do it in a gentle fashion, to harvest the hair in a gentle fashion, to place it in a gentle fashion, to be artistic about where you're placing it, draws all the different attributes of what makes plastic surgery for anything, a facelift, eyelid surgery, uh, tummy tucks, all of those things incorporate that same concepts of trying to be gentle and proper with the tissue and doing it in an artistic fashion. 
And that's why I really wanted to talk with you about this today, because the more and more we're doing of hair transplants, the more I get an opportunity to talk to all of you about why some of your experiences may not have been so great, what we can do to fix them, what we can do to enhance what you may already have. And sometimes it's to stop you from even having a hair transplant because either you're not a great candidate for it, you may be too young, and your hair pattern of baldness, your male pattern of baldness or your female pattern of baldness may not have shown itself yet. And before it does, we don't want to just waste the follicles that we'll be taking from the donor area. So again, it, it is a really fascinating uh, part of plastic surgery. And it's something that I think all of you really would be really excited to see and to even talk about once you really see how it happens. Because we're doing so many men and women and if you would have told me that so many women would have really needed this maybe five years ago, I would have said, I don't think they're really going to go for it. But you know yourself, if you're one of those women that really have started to see some thinning in the hairline, if you started to see some thinning or your um, part has started to really separate itself and it's really very wide, you know what I'm talking about. So here's the thing. Number one. A lot of you out there may have already had a hair transplant and you may have had it done with a strip graft. And what I mean by a strip graft is that you, we can harvest or you may have had harvested a wedge of hair that was growing in the back of your head. And once that wedge of skin and hair follicles was removed, that area was sewn closed. And then that strip of hair was then cut into follicles to be placed somewhere on the scalp. Now, many of you are still great candidates for that. And many of you may have had phenomenal results from that. I used to do that procedure many, many, many years ago because we really didn't have the elegance that we have nowadays with some other types of modalities. But it was a, it, it's still a very viable, great way of doing a, a procedure. The one problem becomes what happens when you need multiple procedures? Because a lot of you that may have had it in your 30s that now be going into your late 40s or 50s and you realize that this hair loss doesn't stop. Just because you had a hair transplant doesn't mean that other hairs on your head aren't going to go away. So you may be the person that actually needs a few hair transplants over the years. And recently, I've had the opportunity of meeting with uh a good handful of patients that have had at least one hair transplant in the past. Some of you have already had two and you've had it with the strip grab. Now the problem becomes that if we want to go back to that same area where you already have a scar, so we don't have to use multiple incisions all over your head to have multiple scars, what happens if where that scar is is no longer 
growing phenomenal hairs to transplant? What if that zone is sparse in itself? What if those hairs have scar in it? What if those hairs are really so far and few between that trying to take another strip in that zone is going to be pointless because you just won't have enough hairs to really use in a real viable fashion? And that's where some of these neografting techniques, we call it neograft because it's a special way of doing a follicular unit extraction, meaning we're taking individual hair follicles out of a certain area of your scalp and then being able to transplant those individual units of hair into the location where you want it to go. And that way you don't need to take a strip you can just take the hairs that you actually need. And I think more and more, as I see some of you coming in, it looks like the neograph procedure is the most elegant, efficient fashion to actually be doing these hair transplants. Now, for some of you that come in that have a great density pattern on the back of your head, and we could take a strip of hair and then be able to, from that strip, take out whatever types of hair follicles we need. It's wonderful. Again, it's still going to leave you with a scar, a linear scar on the back of your head. And there's a, a you know, just like with any of these things, there is a heal, healing process. So when you come in to talk about these things, definitely I'm going to go into all of this with you. But I just wanted to let you know that just like with a facelift or just like with liposuctioning, it's really come a very, very long way since maybe the first time you ever encountered someone, or maybe it was you that actually had a hair transplant. You've been listening to the Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, and I'll be speaking with you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Keep listening, looking great, and feeling better.